following is a production of Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. People have asked for it. A very popular radio host in the city said the brothers don't care about pucks. I'm here to prove that wrong, and I'm going to spend the next couple of minutes bringing back an institution. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of Brothers Talking Pucks in like two years. <laughs> John Brown, Smike Jones here. What's good? Oh, man. You ready to talk these pucks? Let's talk. Let's, Let's talk. talk. Look, man. Brothers Talking Pucks today, all right? Our Philadelphia Flyers are on a win streak. They've struggled. I don't even want to say they've had their ups and downs this season. They've had downs and downs. GM's already been fired. Coach has already been fired. But there's cause for optimism. They're on an eight-game winning streak. So we're going to spend the next couple of minutes talking about this Flyers eight-game winning streak and what could happen in the future, what we can expect, what should happen. We're going to talk about all that today. All right? You, you down with that? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, on the phone with me, woman I've known for a long time, she used to write sisters, the sisters talking pucks, <laughs> uh, blog for the independents, hockey fan, hockey analyst, Caitlin Hemsley is here. Caitlin was good. Hello. How do you feel? Um, pretty solid right now, pretty, considering the team. Exactly. Now look, Caitlin and I have talked for a while okay. about, about bringing back this podcast. And here was the problem. Every time we talked about bringing this podcast back, the Flyers ended up being terrible. Like they would win some games. We're like, all right, you know what? We need to talk about this. We need to get on the mic, talk about the Flyers. And then they would suck. Are you new to watching the Flyers? No, I'm not new to watching the Flyers. I'm just saying that this is how it's always been. Okay. You know, it's, that's just that's just the way of the world. But now we're on this win streak. Things are turning well, – are things turning around? Because here's this is what kind of scares me. Memory memory is it's a heck of a thing. And I remember a couple seasons ago, Flyers had a long win streak within the season. Ten games. Ten games. Mm-hmm. How did that end? How did that season end? Not well. Not well. Not in the playoffs. Not in the playoffs. I don't want another season with a long winning streak that does not end in the playoffs. Well, talk me, somebody talk me off this roof because right now this is cautious optimism. Well, Why should I be? Well, let me let me bring in Caitlin first, and then then I'm then I'm gonna throw it to you, Caitlin. Why should I be? Why should I be optimistic about what's going on with the Flyers right now? The one reason you should be optimistic is because the Flyers finally have a goaltender, or at least one who is making great saves and keeping the team in games. They have Carter Hart, and that's a reason to be optimistic right now. I liked it. I agree. Carter Hart is absolutely a reason to be optimistic, Mm -hmm. but... If I may be the naysayer oh, of the group. Of course. You, oh, you would, here we go. Yeah. Two, two games before 
this eight-game winning streak, there was an eight-game losing streak, and Carter Hart was here for that as well. Okay. The Flyers still need to find a more consistent offense. Mm. They have to find a way to put the puck in the net consistently. Carter Hart is a huge step in the right direction, and I'm excited to see that kid develop. He's got everything you need. Mm -hmm. But 0-0 isn't a win. Mm. He's still got to put the puck in the net. Well, he's done got to put the puck in the net. Not him, but the team. Team's got to put – so, Caitlin, let me bring you back in here. What – what is different about this team? Because just like Mike said, there was an eight-game losing streak, then there was an eight-game winning streak. Carter Hart was here for both of them. What are they doing differently now that wasn't happening eight games ago? The one thing that they are doing now is that their power play is working. I don't know what they did. I don't know what happened to the coaching. I, I don't know, but all of a sudden, their power play is red hot. And they are, like Mike said, putting pucks in the net, especially with the advantage. Mm. So, with with that, we were all prepared. Well, we were all prepared for the Flyers to be sellers. You know, it was like, all right, Wayne Simmons is gone. You know, that was a foregone conclusion that they were going to break up this team. It was time to start making trades for the future. Does this win streak change anything? Has has that narrative been changed? I'm not quite sure if you can be buyers when you're on the outside looking in, but does it change whether or not they should be sellers? I still think they should be a selling team Mm -hmm. because they are, there are some aspects that they could get for a Wayne Simmons, a Jake Voracek. Sure. They have a solid ish team right now, the way that they've been performing, but she says solid. They always have a chance to expand on that talent. They already have a great lower system and to be able to expand on that for some pretty big players would be huge. So of course we all know their the names that they're looking at at the top of this year's draft. But if we're looking at being sellers what moves do you think would make sense for the sick? Not the sick. We just got done talking basketball for the we Flyers. Ain't talk, come going. on, man! Wait, why are you trying to stereotype us? We ain't talking basketball on this show. How, how many shows we record tonight? Uh, this is this will be our, <laughs> for those for those keeping track at home. This would be the third podcast that we've returned that we've actually recorded on this day. So I'm. So I'm just, I have I'm just, to forgive my lap. No, I, I, I am talking hockey. I'm, I'm just happy you didn't say the Rams. <laughs> At least it was a Philadelphia team. I'll give you that. Yes, but like, what what moves do you think the Flyers would need going forward to to put themselves in a position for long term success? Should they decide to be sellers? Um. So, with any kind of Wayne Simmons trade, you're looking at draft picks. They they had a pretty decent setup the past couple of years. And it, it'll depend where they land. They're obviously not going to be a last place team like we thought they were a few months ago. So the whole Jack Hughes thing is probably out of the picture with this win streak. Mm-hmm. However, there are some, still some pretty good players in the middle of the middle of the first round that they could go after. But they're going to have to make some kind of move to either move up or move down, depending on what happens in the next couple months. 
I'm I'm not entirely sure what they could get for Wayne Simmons besides maybe a few younger players right now or maybe some draft picks, but they're not going to get anything flashy. Okay, but the idea is that we'd probably be looking for picks and young players rather than established vets. Correct. You're not in a win-now mode. Or Um, even when I say win-now, I mean even in the next year or so. Yeah. I think they're they're definitely in a let's kind of try to win now kind of thing, but they're not pushing it as much as they say the Sixers are pushing for it. Mm-hmm. Didn't I just say we ain't talking about the Sixers on the show? Now, now given Philly's history, mm-hmm. do you think that could be a successful strategy to kind of straddle the line between going all in and trying to hold on to future prospect future assets as well? Or um, I think that so far, when we were in Hextall's thing, it worked to build, kind of build up the Flyers' lower ranks and get some of his young players. Mm-hmm. I it, it honestly depends with the new GM. We haven't seen enough of his moves to see whether or not he's going to like this first draft is going to obviously be super critical for the Flyers and how it depends on how. He's Chuck Fletcher is going to draft. We have no idea. I mean, his history has led to some pretty good draft picks for other teams, but we're not sure with the Flyers scouting staff and all of that with the power of Chuck Fletcher. We just don't know yet. So So that's something to be a little nervous about, but we'll see. Well, I guess in the past, in, in the past, they straddled that line. And as far as this season goes, I think it depend. It truly depends on how they straddle the line. I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that Wayne Simmons is gone. There's a good chance that Jake Voracek might could be gone too. If this becomes like a situation, if I if if I had to draw a comparison, if this becomes like the Phillies when it came to break finally breaking up that old nucleus, where where it just becomes obvious that they're holding on to players way too long, then I think I think the problems come. But if they're straddling the line, they're bringing in players that might that could play now, could contribute now, but aren't necessarily older players, you know, something that complements their core without necessarily hog tying them to people who you can't build a future around. That would be the problem. Like I, I don't think they're going to make a move that will jeopardize everything kind of thing. Like I think they're going to handle this as smartly as they can. They've already waived a couple players that didn't really put in a whole lot or were sitting in the press box. So we'll see. I mean, it's going to be kind of a stressful trade deadline for the Flyers, I think. Now, I have to ask, it's not – that I've heard anything regarding this per se, but just more of a curiosity in my own mind. While there's talk about the Flyers moving someone like Wayne Simmons, do you think there'd be any possibility that for the right offer they might move someone like Drew? Um, in a press conference, Chuck Fletcher has said that there is absolutely no possibility that they're trading Drew. There's no way 
he's probably the most untouchable players that the Flyers have besides that and probably Carter Hart. Other than that, everybody is fair game, I think. Is that, they make the right offer. and Is that the right move? Is Do you agree with that notion that at this point now, Claude Drew's 31 years old. You know, unfortunately, it looks like his, you know, the opportunity to win a championship, to win a Stanley Cup with him as the centerpiece has come and gone. Making him untouchable at this point, is that the right move? Honestly, the way that he's performed in the past two seasons, I think it's the right move. You need that kind of leadership to mentor the young players. Plus, he's still performing and probably performing better in the past two years than he's done in a while. Now, now that is actually part of the reason for my question because I, recognizing that he has been performing the best he has in a while, if not the most consistently over the last two years Mm. as he's been in his entire career, this might be the time where you could strike and get value for him before he's too old to or loses that value. I mean, that is, that's fair, but I, I honestly think that's not a move that the Flyers are going to make. I think that as a person, as a captain, as a player, they value Drew way too much. Okay. It's mm-hmm. the kind of move that not only would it tear the locker room apart, but it probably tear the fan base apart if Drew left. Mm-hmm. Do you think, do you think break? Getting rid of Claude Giroux, do, how would that compare to when this team finally decided to move towards Giroux and move past Richards and Carter? When this team finally decided that they were going to build around Claude Giroux and not Mike Richards and not Jeff Carter, do you think how would that how would getting rid of Giroux compare to that? I think comparing that to Giroux potentially leaving, I think the Giroux leaving would be greater because you've seen Giroux expand and grow and take over that captain role, and he's soaring to Flyers all time through the all time list. I I just think the move would be too detrimental. Okay. I guess that's a good answer to that question. <laughs> that's, that's, all jokes aside, though, that was actually a very informative answer. I just, was just curious whether or not mm-hmm. you thought he might be on the table. Or So, Jeru stays, Simmons goes. Where are you on Voracek? I think Voracek will be here another year. I don't think they're going to be able to pull off two big trades for Wayne Simmons. And Jay Vorchek, I think either he stays through the rest of the season and goes next season hmm. because Wayne Simmons' contract as a flyer is basically up at the end of this year. Okay. So he's either going into free agency or he's getting traded. So that's why Wayne Simmons is the number one target for the Flyers to trade. Yeah, I, I do recall hearing Fletcher that. say that Simmons will be either signed or traded by the deadline, mm-hmm. or that's his yeah. intention. So that you're not dealing with a situation where he leaves for nothing, Caitlin. Yeah. Caitlin, what do you think of Chuck Fletcher as a GM so far? Um, so far he's been able to make some solid moves. 
they've waved off players that haven't really served a purpose on the Flyers. Mm-hmm. They've made some call-ups that have worked. I, But there's still not enough information for me. I think after the trade deadline, we'll have a better assessment. But okay. honestly, he hasn't made enough of a presence for me to give a notice of whether or not he's doing okay. Okay, well, not so much to the He's point. not blowing the team up, so I mean, it's a good <laughs> assessment right now. Okay, well, not so much to the point of giving him a grade, but just personality and style-wise, what would you say so far you've noticed is the biggest difference between he and Ron Hextall as a GM? Uh, Hextall kind of kept to himself, I think, a little bit with his moves. Mm-hmm. Like, all of a sudden, they kind of came out of nowhere. And I think Chuck Fletcher is communicating a little bit more just through my experience watching them. He's constantly around kind of thing. And I think Hextall was too, but it got to a point where he was battling with the front office and all of that. And I think now there's a guy that the front office is looking for. So he's more communicative with them. So I think that's really the main factor. Otherwise, I'm not really sure. (laughs) Do you think? Do you think Hextall? In the end, did Hextall hold, keep uh, Carter Hart down too long? Uh, yes and no. I think now that we've seen Carter Hart in action, now that we know everything that he can do, yes, they kept him down too long. But I don't think it would have been a bad thing if he was down a little longer. Talking with Caitlin Hemsley. Hockey expert, hockey analyst, woman who always she she breaks it down for me. All right, when I need a different opinion, when I'm ready to talk these pucks, I always bounce my ideas off Caitlin. All right, we now have what could be the best goalie that we've had in a long time, and we got what we have to do. We have to sift through to make sure this is we're not just falling into the hype because it's easy. I know Mike. Mike, I know you don't do hype. Anti-hype. You're anti-hype. Me, I am ultra-hype. I love to swim in the hype. You know, that's just that's just what I do. And that's what makes us a good team because you're anti-hype. You don't fall into, you know, you don't fall for that trap. I jump in head first into those traps. So I need to know, all right? Because we've had big name, we've had big name goalies in here before. You know, mm-hmm. and it hasn't worked out well. There's five goalies on this team right now. Is Carter Hart the real deal? I know it sounds like an elementary, you know, question, but Caitlin, I'm asking you, Carter Hart the real deal? What have you seen him? Are are you on board? Are you are you part of the Hart Foundation? <laughs> I, you know I hate that nickname I, for him. I, I know you hate that nickname. <laughs> Thus why I had to make sure it got mentioned in this show. And of course, okay. you would mention it being the wrestling yeah, fan. Yes I, yes, I am the wrestling fan. And yes, I am calling the Carter Hart fan uh, fan brigade the Hart Foundation. That's It's just what we are. The name has legs. It's going to stick, <laughs> darn it. But nonetheless, the question is, is he the real deal? I'm cautiously optimistic that, yes, he is the real deal. You're leaning but towards... Yeah, you're, let's finish the rest of the season and find out. Mm-hmm. 
So what, exactly what is he doing that that what is he doing at 20 years old that impresses you the most? The fact that he's able to make those kind of athletic saves that none of the other four Flyers goaltenders have probably been able to do either in a while or ever. So I think that there's just a different kind of atmosphere. He's able to get to the fan base the way that he plays and he has that support. Um, but yeah, he, he just seems to see the pocket all times. Like if he gives up a goal, it's usually a weird bounce or it goes over his head weird. But usually most of the time, especially during this win streak, he's been able to see the puck really, really well. So you're not likely to see that Steve Mason dribbler go right through the five hole that should never get through. Why why you have to bring him up? You know I have a long memory. Uh, I don't forget anything. Come on, man. I I still have nightmares about seeing dribblers go in between his legs. Absolutely no reason to have brought him up. (laughs) None. (laughs) I'm sorry. You know what, man? I won't do it again. About to turn your mic off, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it still hurts. It does still hurt. Hurts. So, so let me ask you this: they got five. They got five goalies on the roster right now. They got to cut bait. Who are you getting rid of? Who are you get? Because we know Carter Hart's staying. The it's, two goalies are going to be Carter Hart and Stoli the goalie. Okay. So goodbye, Michael the two Neuver. That they currently have right now are going to be your 2019-2020 Philadelphia go. Flyer goalie. So goodbye. They're Thanks. not going to keep Elliot. Goodbye, Brian Elliot. Bye, Michael Neuver. Goodbye, guys. Peace out. You know, God bless you. Good night. Well, I agree with Caitlin in the cautious optimism yeah. regarding Hart. So I do. I agree. We got to be a little patient. Before we anoint him the chosen one, the next great, but he the physical ability and the talent is there. It's just a matter of putting it all together. I hear you, and I, I think he's been able to do that the past couple games. There was obviously the games before the eight game winning streak where you were a little bit nervous, mm-hmm. but I think now that he's in the league, he's finding his own. He's been here a couple months now. By the end of the season, he's really going to shine. He's been here a couple of months, and he's starting to get to the point where he's now seeing teams for a second time. And I think that's make that makes a big difference. Like I get what you're saying, and you know I joke about you know buying into the hype, you know, because I it, there's a part of me that's going that's going to want to say, hey man, this dude is the truth. He's the best goalie since Hextall. Could be the best goalie since Bernie. You know, I, I you know, my heart wants to say that. But, See, you are definitely riding that hype train. I'm oh, not yeah, there yeah, yet. Oh, like, oh, probably not only am I on the hype train, I'm not even in the quiet car. I'm in the loud, ignorant car. All right, I'm in the you know I'm in the back. Okay, you know, Mike and I are going to enjoy that quiet ride. This is why I have to be anti-hype. We need balance because if I don't, we're yeah, in the deep yeah, end. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm out here writing. I'm out here writing all these wolf tickets for this young man. You know, and he ain't even been here a whole. He ain't even been here a whole half a season. And I'm you out get here. Heartbroken if you get too hype. That's why you don't get too hype. Exactly. That's why Look, you stay cautiously optimistic yeah, about all Philadelphia sports for your entire life. There's no fun in that. There's absolutely no. What, what is the fun in that? 
What is what? It means that you're happy when they do well, but not as sad. It's not the end of the world when they lose. It is the end of the world when they lose. It's absolutely the end of the world when they lose. What are you talking about? All right. Okay. Let let, let me talk myself off that ledge and come back and and be a little more realistic. How this team does play good defense in front of him. Better defense than they played in front of Stolars. Better defense than they played in front of Neuvers. What is the difference? Why are they playing so much better with this kid than they had before? Because it's it part of me, part of me that feeds into my frustration with this season as a whole. Why did it take getting a twenty-year-old goalie from the minors and bringing him up here to energize this team? I think it got to the point where when you see this kid play, they are so confident that he's going to be able to make stops. And so that the defense gets better, the offense gets better. It's just a cycle. Once you have that strong net minder presence, and a lot of these good teams do, and they have somebody that they can rely on, the defense slowly gets better. The offense slowly gets better. Like, the beginning of this season was a struggle because how much confidence did you have in your goalies? Neuvert always getting injured, Elliot not being able to make the saves that he used to, that kind of thing. But now there's a 20-year-old kid in net who can do anything you can put your mind to at this point. And it's made the team better. Made the team better. How much better is still remains to be seen? They're on an eight-game win streak. When does this... Let's let's look ahead real quick. When do you see this win streak ending? When could this win streak end? They got Kings, they got the Ducks, they got the Penguins before they go out on the road that, to Minnesota. That streak ends Monday. Monday Penguins game, that streak is ending. As Let's much as something. I would like the to Kings see it are go very through. beatable. Mm-hmm. The Ducks stink this year. So those should be those those should the streak be should get to 10. And, I agree. I, I was thinking the Penguins game as well. Let's see. Now let me jump back on the you hype train. You have to be careful, though, with this Ducks team. Mm. Yes, that's a trap they game. They are that's bad, the trap, but yeah. that's a trap game. Mm. Trap game. No, they ain't going to get trapped because they got Carter Hart and the Hart Foundation is going to come out there and they're going to baffle. But you still don't want your, you guys come out flat. And... No, 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 you're absolutely right about that. You're absolutely right about that, but. The one thing that I'm a little bit nervous about is that Carter Hart is not starting Thursday's game. That's a Stolar's game. I did see that. Now, if he performed the way that he did his last appearance, the Flyers will be fine. But if Stoli has a shaky game, then the Flyers streak ends there. It it all depends on how Stolar's plays. If he plays the way that he did against the Rangers, they'll be fine. You said they'll be fine. If he plays like against the Rangers, okay. Rangers yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. his last game against the Rangers, I believe that was the one nothing shutout. Correct. Yeah. That was the one nothing shutout. Mm-hmm. Look, man. I I'm honestly the, think they show, have a very look. good chance of winning Thursday, but they, because I think that Stolarz will repeat his performance. I don't think that was a fluke game. Okay. So before I before I let you go, you say. You, you believe that the win streak ends against the Penguins. Right now, they are five points out of the uh, final wild card. Can this team catch that, or is it just too much? 
Um, see, right now, I think they have a fair shot, but it depends on March. March that yeah. March schedule is a little wonky. Yeah. And it also depends on the second home game versus the Penguins. That stadium series game is going to be huge. Yeah. Are you going to go to that game? Of course I'm going to that game. <laughs> can, you, can you take And your, I'll tell you this. Uh-huh. The you Flyers the lose yeah. Monday. Hang on with me. Flyers lose Monday to the Penguins. They win that stadium series game. What? See, that's All what I'm talking about. There that's what I'm talking about. See, that's why you bring Caitlin on this show. See, Caitlin tries to, play, you know, she she plays it so cool. She plays I it do. so cool, but then she'll get to, she'll get to the end of a show and then just throw, just throw that out there. See, look, Caitlin is not afraid. She's not afraid to jump I on the hype train. Pick wrong though. <laughs> look, see, see, see. Once again, that we ain't need that. We didn't need that that last part. Just Sorry. make the call. All you I'm gotta, sticking with the call, but look, I got, I got faith. I have faith in you. I have faith in you. I have faith in Carter Hart because I am a part of the Hart Foundation. Stop looking at me like that, dude. Every time you say Hart Foundation. Uh, well, look, I understand, understand this. Every time you, you say Hart Foundation. You and Caitlin are probably making the exact same face right now, but darn it. I believe in the Heart Foundation. Yeah, I said it again. Heart Foundation. It's one more time. Kaylin, when we bring you back, next time we do uh, Brothers Talking Pucks, Flyers are going to be in the playoffs, or at least in contention. They're going to be they're, they're, Things are going to happen, all right? Let's hope. Uh, look, I, I, I'm, I reserved. Look, I, I don't care. I, I Look, I just make the call. I'm just saying, I, I think... Yeah. Fully on the hype train. Well, look, I didn't say they're going to win the cup. I just said I think they get. I, I think they the can. Hype train. <laughs> but the second they make the playoffs, that then you'll say they're making winning the cup. Exactly. Probably. Well, that's a progression. That's that's what you call progression. You know, no one goes. You know, you don't go on this thing to stay stagnant. You know, you got to go to the next. I think he said that the Sixers were going to win the cup too. The, the Sixers will win the. Yes, the Sixers are going to win the Stanley Cup this year and the Super yep. Bowl. First bat, they're going to win a super. Sixers are going to win a Super Bowl and a Stanley Cup before they win an NBA championship. Yep, that's exactly how that works. All right, see, it's just late. All it's right. time to go. Yeah, home, it's time to go home here. Yeah. <laughs> time to go. Caitlin, thank you. Of course. All right, it's a pleasure. It is a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. That was Caitlin Hemsley, and this has been Brothers Talking Pucks. Let us know what you think of this podcast. Hit us up anytime Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at BITW Sports. And just a reminder you can hear this podcast and other best in the world sports podcasts every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. on phillygoflow.com. My name is John Brown. That is Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. If you hadn't heard back in the day, Nate. Back then, they didn't want. They didn't want you. They didn't want me back then. What about now? They all on. All of them. All of them. All of them. All right. Well, look, that's it for us, brothers. Talking pucks. We out of here, y'all. Peace. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to SoundCloud.com/slash/bitwsports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search "Best in the World Sports."